OLNTNG. This is Krista Davis, OLNTNG's Chief Communications Officer, and I'm very pleased to be here today with Mrs. Nikila Thomas, who has been leading the equity and inclusion efforts in OLNTNG schools. So first, welcome Mrs. Thomas. Thank you, Mrs. Davis. I'm excited to be here. Before we get into learning all about you, the equity and inclusion team, and the work taking place with staff and students, I want to begin the conversation by reiterating the name of this podcast episode. It's called Promoting a Culture of Inclusive Excellence, which is one of our district's strategic goals and an integral part of fulfilling our mission to facilitating maximum learning for every student. Equity and inclusion work has been at the center of societal conversations over the past two years, and it's important to remember that this work began in our growing district back in 2010. Mrs. Thomas has been a part of our district for many years as well. So let me turn it over to you, Mrs. Thomas, and share more about yourself. Well, yes, um, we have been a part of the community for over 20 years. My mom and dad both live in Powell. My siblings went to Olentangy, and um, I started teaching here back in 2010 at Cheshire Elementary School. I taught first grade for all those years. Um, my mom actually is a bus driver in the transportation department as well. So we are well um, invested in the <laughs> Olentangy schools. Just to give you a little bit about me, I am married. I have three kids. Uh, we actually live in Dublin. I am getting my doctorate degree in educational leadership. So, And then we got a new puppy too. And <laughs> so I'm kind of busy right now, but it's really great. One of the things that has been an exciting piece for us right now as a family is that my oldest son, Michael, is at OSU. And, um, you know, he has really done well in school and we try to make sure that we're role models for him as well. I love that. And I didn't know you got a new puppy. Yes, yes, Coco Marie. She's a cockapoo and about 12 weeks old. She's amazing. Aw, she sounds precious. Yes. Well, I, you know, totally, you know, as a mom myself, understand your, your thinking about your kids and getting into education. Can you talk a little bit about what brought you to leaving the classroom and stepping into the equity and inclusion role? Yes, absolutely. At Cheshire, I was the diversity liaison for several years, moved to be the K-12 district diversity chair. So, you know, diversity has always been my passion. I love kids. And so I would have never left the classroom. Just being able to reach those kids at the building level, doing multicultural programs and helping teachers, it was great. But knowing that I have the opportunity to reach a wide, you know, cast a wider net and reach more students, um, it just was very intriguing to me. Um, Like you said before, as a mom, you know, one of the concerns that I have for my kids is that, you know, being in a district where they are underrepresented, I want to make sure that they are affirmed and they they feel valued. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing that for other kids as well. Absolutely. That's a great message. So can you talk a little bit about how you and your team and the diversity liaisons are sharing this message 
And more specifically, how do you determine the work that needs to be done in promoting equity and inclusion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, first, um, equity and inclusion is part of our strategic plan. We are trying to promote a culture of inclusive excellence, like you said before. And we also have it in our board policy, which is a multicultural and inclusive education policy, which says that our curriculum is going to be representative of diverse groups, that we welcome and value diversity in our district, and that our teachers will be trained in professional development around those areas as well. We have a diversity committee that's made up of all stakeholders, teachers, community members, students where they can come and hear the work of the ENI team. And we also have a uh, student leadership advisory council, which is amazing. Students actually make recommendations to our superintendent about different areas that they want to see improved as well in the district. So we kind of touch a lot of different areas. That is great. And I know in an earlier podcast, Mr. Rafe mentioned promoting a culture of inclusive excellence and the alleviating non-academic barriers. And I think a lot of this work that you're describing fits within that area. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just about race. You know, there are neurodiversity um, making sure that we have the ADA equipment for our students, making sure our military families who are new moving into the district have a place where they can interact with students and meet new people. Um, And just basically making sure that our students are kind at heart and that they are including each other and there's no bullying or anything going on to prevent them from learning at their highest potential. Absolutely. So I loved what you said about kids being kind to each other, people being kind to each other um, for lots of reasons, but I especially appreciate how it rolls in so nicely with the district's portrait of a learner and the dispositions we want everyone to strive to work towards of being purposeful, resilient, curious, and kind. Um, I think that's fantastic. Dovetailing with that and getting those messages out, um, can you help our listeners uh, learn a little bit more exactly how you're implementing the work. You're a team of two, two full-time staff and a part-time coordinator. How are you able to reach students across the fourth largest district in Ohio? Yes, that is that can be challenging at times since we're such a large district, but we have lots of hands on deck. First of all, we have our diversity liaisons, and we have a diversity liaison in every building in the district. Um, We've even extended that to preschool um, within the last couple of years. And the diversity liaisons, their main job is to be the eyes and ears at the school building for us, um, to share our programs that we're doing, to encourage uh, teachers to utilize resources that are diverse, you know, diverse literature and things like that. Um, And they also do programming. So they are very, very helpful in, in that. We also do professional development with the staff. And I've been working closely with our curriculum team to ensure that all teachers are aware and knowledgeable about various non-academic barriers there. Uh, We're working on student agency right now, making sure kids have voice and choice, and that we are looking at who they are and including that in the curriculum so they are engaged and empowered in their own learning. We also do training and education for other departments in the district with transportation, athletics, and pupil services. 
And then one other thing that we do to kind of engage the community is our one community conference. Um, it's the eighth annual conference coming up and we're going to have the, a variety of activities that teachers and community members can participate in. Uh, one of them is coming up our MLK Day of Service in, on January 17th, where our community comes out and donates items to uh, local organizations. And so last year we were able to collect over 14,000 items just in our district, which is amazing. Owen Tangie came out, you know, showed out, which I was just so, so excited about. Um, and we were able to give the give back to our community. So we do various activities um, and we have a lot of support with um, central office, with buildings and with the community. That is fantastic. I love seeing the outpouring of support by our school district for our community through just that one effort that your team put together, as well as all the other things that yes. you do to infuse um, learning and growth in this area. So thinking about providing parents with a little more context on some of the equity and inclusion work being done at each of our school levels. Could you talk a little bit, for example, if I would have a preschooler in the district, would they be somehow benefiting from the work of the Equity and Inclusion Department? Oh, absolutely. First of all, you know, that's my first love is um, the younger little kids. And right there, they are just very sweet at that age and very kind, just naturally, you know. And so just teaching them about including others, uh, making sure that we, we, we notice differences, but we also have many similarities too. So for example, our preschool department kind of is using an anti-bias approach, which looks at um, gender stereotypes and, and gender type play and making sure we're not playing into those stereotypes. So for example, you know, um, if we have trucks and we have girls who want to play with trucks, that's okay. If you are making a project and you want to use, if you're a boy and you want to use pink construction paper, that's okay because no one is going to bully you or make fun of you for being who you are. And so at preschool, we're starting at just at the basics of just mm -hmm. being kind to each other. At elementary, we do have our hair. This is at elementary and secondary. We have our heritage month documents that we put out for teachers and for administrators. And it just celebrates all of the rich diversity that we have in our community. Uh, we have put out several documents now to support teachers. But for example, we do, uh, we just had Hispanic Heritage Month. We also do like Black History Month and Asian American Heritage Month. We also have Women's History Month coming up and also some neurodiversity. So our our schools are taking that information and creating programming from it. We've had African drummers come in. We've had Irish dancers come in. We've had a taste of heritage that they do at Heritage Elementary School where they they have their whole community come and dress in certain garb and celebrate. It is just, it's wonderful. At middle school, we do have some diversity clubs as well. We have diversity clubs actually at every level. But in middle school, it means really student run, student driven. They are doing projects. They are learning about their own identity and awareness and diversity. And so we have our diversity liaisons who run those clubs as well. And then in high school, we have the same several things, but also they bring in speakers. So for example, at Berlin High School, we had SACA, which is a student art and cultural awareness group. They actually brought out the police department and we had a panel of police officers um, discussing their jobs. It was 
first of all, a variety of, you know, genders and races, but it was student driven. Students were asking questions and wondering, you know, um, how can I stay safe? What do I need to do to build a relationship with my SRO? And it was really, really great conversation. They had probably about 70 people come out. But one thing that I noticed about that event that I, I absolutely loved was that it's all about relationship building and communication. And if you are able to see someone else's perspective, then you can look at things in a whole new light and really be able to welcome someone else and just being able to affirm each other and, and treat each other with kindness once you understand where someone else is coming from. So that's that empathy piece. Love that. Yeah. I think that's so important just in the world today. It's the more you get to know somebody, you realize we have more similarities than differences and we can appreciate each other's differences, but still find those commonalities. So for our Olentangy community of parents, students, and staff, what do you want them to learn from this podcast episode? What do you want them to take away from this conversation? What I want people to learn about the equity and inclusion work that we do in, our, in the district is that we are encouraging people to treat each other with kindness, love, respect, and to make sure that all students, every last one of our students feel valued and appreciated. I think of it like an analogy. Diversity is being asked to the party, but inclusion is being asked to dance. And I want to make sure that we are asking all students to dance in this educational environment. And uh, we need all hands on deck to do it. We need parents, we need teachers, we need staff, and we need students to all come together as one Olentangy to make sure that that happens. That is wonderful. Thanks, Mrs. Thomas, for sharing so much about you, your team, and your work across Olentangy. You're welcome. I do want to say one more thing, if that's okay, Krista. Yes. So um, it's the eighth annual One Community Conference coming up, and I want all of our listeners to come and support. So our first event is going to be the MLK Day of Service on January 17th. Then in February, we're going to have the African-American read-in. March 19th will be our service plunge where all families can come out and participate in service learning opportunities. And then on April 23rd, we will have our mini conference where people can come out and hear our teachers present and other speakers on diversity, um, equity topics. So please come out and join us. Fantastic. And I can tell our listeners we will have lots of information coming through all of our channels um, as we get closer to those dates. Yes. Thank you, Michaela, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in and taking time to learn more about the amazing work across our district. Enjoy the winter break, and we will be releasing new Hello Olentangy episodes in the new year. So until we say hello again, goodbye Olentangy. Bye.